Hello. Hi. And welcome back to another episode of Break Room Banter. It's a hairstylist adjacent podcast where each week, two friends who also happen to be hairstylists break down our weeks in the break room. I'm your host, Hunter Walden. And I am your co host, Erica the Red. <laughs> and this week we're going to be talking about boundaries. Boundaries. And uh, how to set them, yeah. how to maintain them, how to not break your own rules mm. when it comes to them. But Preach. we're not going to talk about boundaries before we do our peaks and our pits. Actually, before we do peak and our pit, I have to tell you something that I laughed about when I was at home. Okay. So before we before we recorded this, we were at work today, and I'm sure you guys know the um, from our backwards bibs. And I don't know if you use them. You may have noticed that they've now put this little tab on there, right? Which I think is awesome. She's talked about I'm it so all week. I'm so excited about it because it's like I literally would sit there like twisting, pinching this thing in my hand, rolling it, trying to find the end, right? Bitch, if I didn't find one of those stupid tabs in my hair. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, my God, you've got to be kidding me. Fuck these tabs. <laughs> Well, what's funny is just before we hit record, uh, you I had a to big pull the dread up. out of your hair. It was not cute. But yeah, okay, so now peak and pit. All right, peak and pit. So my peak is that I just came back from Vegas. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to let you tell your peak, and then I'll tell my pit. My peak is that Deacon had his surgery, and it went really well. All right, um, is he, and, and he's feeling he fine. Yeah, he recovered pretty quickly, and well, I mean, he's still recovering, but he did he did good, and he mm-hmm. seems to be in good spirits. And he um, changed his band aids yesterday for the first time, and had to call me and tell me about it. So, <laughs> you know, um, but yeah, it went well. So they were able to, you know, get a lot of the the stuff and. And it, like it actually, like they know that it's good. We won't know that for sure for a couple of months. Oh, um, just because it actually has to like heal, mm-hmm. and then once it heals, it should be. We should be golden. Um, good, but yeah. All right. So yeah, that was my peak. Okay, so my pit. It's a story. Yes. And I think I told you, but maybe I didn't. Okay. So, this weekend I went to Vegas. Mm-hmm. And I flew in separately from everyone else because I had to be in Richmond, yes. right? Yeah. So I fly in around, I think my flight lands at like 12.55 or something like that. It was one of those weird numbers. Good load. Yeah, it was late. And um, when I get there, I didn't know what hotel we were staying in. Like, I just assumed that Bradley would tell me when I got there. Oh, yeah. Or, like, they would meet me there, or he would meet me there, or whatever. Well, that's what you get for assuming. (laughs) So, I get off the plane. I'm like, hey, we landed. And then I get to the baggage area, and I'm like, hey, where am I going? Like, where am I telling this Uber driver to take me? Mm -hmm. Um, Nothing. And then I start to call him. Mm -hmm. And I call, and I call. And I call, and I call, (laughs) and he's not answering his phone. Yeah. At all. Okay. So, I'm sitting at the airport, still waiting on my luggage, so I'm not, like, super stressed yet. I'm like, okay, they're at a casino, he hasn't looked at his phone, 
it's midnight. Like, Mm -hmm. they're just having a good time. So I finally do get my baggage, and I go outside, and my vape is dead. So I'm like, ugh. Ugh, That's the worst. Right. I need (laughs) nicotine. So the guy that was sitting next to me on the plane was over here smoking, and I'm a nicotine fiend, and I went and asked him for a cigarette, Mm -hmm. so I smoked a cigarette. So that's adding, what, maybe 10 (laughs) minutes. I know, gross, but still. Right. Ten minutes onto that, still haven't heard from Bradley. Okay. Oh, I get what you're what you're getting at. No, no idea where they are. So I look at like we share each other's locations. Yeah. Like find my iPhone, and it says he's at the Flamingo. And so now I'm getting real angry because I'm like he's awake and he's not answering yeah. my phone calls. Yeah. And then I get back on find my friends and I refresh it so that I can get an address to just get to where he is and maybe find him get the address go to the flamingo wasn't there wasn't answering walked all the way through the casino floor nothing who I bet you're heated and your mind's like racing right now Uh like oh hell no I'm like what is going on Mm -hmm. And so at this point, I was so angry that I start to call all the people that are on this trip. Okay. And I'm like, somebody needs to answer because yeah. I'm not sleeping out on a bench. This ain't even funny right now. Right. I don't know even what hotel to go to to mm-hmm. even start to sleep in the hotel lobby. Lobby. Yeah. There's plenty to choose from, though. I should be golden. <laughs> just pick one. Yeah, just pick one. I'll just go get a room. You're like, room 620. <laughs> but so... No one was answering, and then finally I'm like, okay, I hate to do this, but I'm going to call them again. Yeah. So I double call, and the first one I double called was uh, Bradley's friend Taylor. Okay. And she finally answered, and she was like, hello. Oh, God. And I was like, are y'all asleep? Yeah. And she was like, yeah. And I was like, I don't know where I am. You're like, cool, wake up, I need help. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I was like, I don't know where I am. I don't know where I'm going. And she was like, what? She was like, God dang it, Bradley. Oh, my God. And she said, his phone's on Do Not Disturb, isn't it? And I said, it is on Do Not Disturb. She said, I told him. And so apparently what I didn't know is whenever she's, because she said, okay, hang up, get to the Link Hotel, which is where we were staying. And call me when you get here. And I said, okay, bet. I call uh, an Uber from the Flamingo to take me to the link. Yeah. Later to find out the link is connected to the Flamingo. I could have (laughs) walked. So I get this Uber and they take me to this uh, parking garage, Mm -hmm. like parking structure. And I'm, it feels like I'm in the basement. It's dark. There's not any like outside. I can't see like lights through the parking thingies yeah so i'm like okay i'm calling i'm calling her i'm like i'm at the link and then i walk and i it says oh well this is harris casino and i was like this isn't the right casino and so i went into harris and i had to walk all the way through harris and then i finally got to our hotel and the only way that we knew is i walked through a door that said casino and it was playing the same music as i heard on the other end of hers her phone stop and she was like, wait, is that Ariana Grande? She was like, you're in the right place. <laughs> you are in speaker range of me. Yes, you were in the right place. And so finally we found each, each other. other. And she's like, 
we're, she's like, we're going to go to the room. We're yeah. going to try and wake up Bradley. Oh, God. Apparently what I didn't know is when the time that I was getting from the Flamingo to the Link Hotel, she had climbed over her balcony, <gasps> over three rooms, and over our balcony, and was knocking on the like glass door on the outside. Versus like knocking on the... She already tried that, and it didn't work. Oh. And so she was like, well, I'm going to go to the glass. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. What floor were y'all on? It was, like, ground level-ish. Oh, like, we okay. were, there was a, uh, we were on the same level as the rooftop pool, I'm so like it was, like, rooftop. picturing her, like, Mission Scaling Impossible style. No. Like. <laughs> I, like, I would, kind of, but no. Not, like there, it, yeah. There was a rooftop for her to stand on. Okay. <laughs> that was safe because there was a pool on it. Got it. So it wasn't Strong the enough to hold a pool. Right. Probably strong enough to hold a person. Yeah, okay. I think the person right, would cool. be fine. It, But it, it sounds more dramatic if you say she scaled right? over the balcony. She's I just want to give her the balconies. most credit that I know. <laughs> she could get. She deserves it. She saved you. Uh, she did. Well, and then we, so we get to the room and she starts to like tap, 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 tap. I said no. Boom, boom, boom. 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 I am knocking on that door and you hear Bradley. Oh, shit. Oh, no. So it took about two hours to get from the airport to in a bed. I mean, Vegas. Right. <laughs> right. And I told him the next morning, I said, listen, I have, I don't think I've ever actually been mad at you after, after I was mad at you last night. Yeah. I was like, I ain't never felt that angry. I have never been that pissed off ever before. Right. <laughs> ever before. I thought I was stranded in Vegas. You're like, I'm going to kill him. Uh-huh. And I knew that, like, I only had, like, probably three or four hours that if worse came to worse and I did have to find something to do. I had to, I had a, only about three or four hours before they would be awake. So I was like, right? I was preparing There's myself. There's plenty to do in Vegas in the middle of the night. Except so. for the only thing I wanted Which to do is sleep. sleep. <laughs> so. Oh, gosh. That's that is funny. my pit was the, the anger that I had. Oh, man. Pent up inside of me after that. That's crazy. It took me a minute to get over it. I told him not to talk to me when we when I got back to the room. <laughs> you're like, you're in the doghouse, boy. Yeah. And That's he knew funny. it. But it was fine. And I had a great time. So Good. What was your pit? Um, my pit was that I didn't get to go to Vegas. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't really have a pit this week and I definitely can't come up with anything better than that story. Um I don't know. I didn't become a millionaire this week. Damn it. You know, I was really looking forward to that happening, and it didn't happen this week, so (laughs) that's pretty rough. (laughs) I mean, you know, Uh, maybe there's always next week. I mean, yeah. All right, so let's just dive into our topic. I'm going to pull this off of this because I actually can't read it. Not a good idea. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I was thinking. I actually can't read that far. I was hoping that you weren't expecting me to read off of that, too, because I was like, this bitch is tripping. (laughs) Not not even if I had my glasses on. So we're going to talk about boundaries today. And I figured the best way to start it off is to just define boundaries for Mm -hmm. like what it is. So I looked it up on the Googles. 
And the definition is a line that marks the limits of an area. Mm-hmm. Pretty plain and simple. Pretty easy. Yeah. Um, which I feel like it is self-explanatory, but it feels like however, so yeah. many people don't get it. When it comes to boundaries of like self, those are mm-hmm. harder to define because they're different for everyone. Right. It's not like a line in the sand. And sometimes people like me just don't know how to set them. <laughs> I mean, I'm learned, but you know. Yeah. Well, and I feel like there's boundaries that you should set professionally yeah. and there's boundaries that yeah, you have yeah. to set personally. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the professional boundaries you've got, it's Absolutely. those personal boundaries that maybe. Well, that's what I was talking about. Why you got to bring my personal life up. <laughs> <laughs> We ain't talking about my personal Listen, life. Why you got to call me out on the podcast, bro? <laughs> you've already done it before. <laughs> Well, then let's ask the question, um, why do we set boundaries? Uh, Because we need them. I mean, um, an example of setting boundaries would be like the one we were talking about today in the back room would be like your clients texting you to get get in and get an appointment. It's like we have a front desk. Mm -hmm. Ma'am, you know we have a front desk because you've checked out at the front desk before they answer the phones, you know what I right. mean? Right. But this one particular client just kept texting me, and I ha- am at a point where I really do, like, when I'm at home, like, unless you're my friend that I hang out with outside of work, mm-hmm. don't text me to get an appointment. Well, and it's going to be hard to get a hold of you because your phone is also always on Do Not Disturb. <laughs> Listen, it's that Apple Focus mode. It just does it. It just turns it on for you automatically. Well, you know, you are important enough that I would put you on a breakthrough. I would give you breakthrough <laughs> privileges. So I guess not to my partner, my life partner. I guess I'm not, not important enough for a, a breakthrough. Yeah. <laughs> All you got to do if you really need to get a hold of me is just call him twice. Oh, and it automatically It'll, breaks through? Yeah. Oh, I don't think I've ever really needed to get twice a hold of you. Twice in a row. Yeah, I don't get it. Um, but yeah, like instances like that where you're constantly on the phone trying to get Mm -hmm. an appointment booked i feel like i'm really bad at that one Mm -hmm. because i will answer an instagram message and get an appointment booked really Mm -hmm. quickly but there are times for me that i just don't want to be booking appointments whenever i'm hanging out well here's something i learned probably learned it in my professional life first but if you if you you, tr- you um, teach people how to treat you. Mm, mm-hmm. So if you have a relationship with a client, if you give, like, if you give in to something one time, then they're going to expect it the next time, then they're going to expect it the next time, because, and if you keep going through with that, then then you have moved your own boundary, right? Or And then when you try to put those boundaries in place, it's harder Mm -hmm. because they're like oh what like it's never been that way before or whatever Mm -hmm. and so it's like like, well it should have been it should have been but i have people pleasing issues and so i just let it happen and let you walk all over (laughs) me for years and i'm not gonna do that anymore so sorry you know (laughs) and isn't it crazy that you have to apologize for not letting someone walk all over you yeah i mean isn't that weird it is one of those things where, like, I think people kind of forget. I mean, obviously, it's different because you're spending one-on-one time with your hairdresser versus, like, a server. But you know how they're, like, if people are mean to their servers, like, oh yeah, don't go on a second date or whatever. Like, that's a red flag about someone. And obviously, 
it's not on the same level exactly for most people. But people think, like, we are servants to them of yeah. to a degree. You know uh-huh. what I mean? We're there to serve them, not servants, but, you know. Right. Well, and I do, f- and I also feel like sometimes people forget that they're not their only client. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe, definitely not in that day. Mm-hmm. And well, and let's face it, if we do our jobs right, they're going to feel like, they're the center of our universe. <laughs> so, right. Exactly. So having those healthy boundaries also in play reminds them like, yes, I treat you like the wonderful person that you are. However, you're not the only person I treat that way and doesn't <laughs> revolve around you. you know? Right. Like so, you are not the top priority. Yeah. And, and like as long as when you have that appointment time, you are absolutely mm-hmm. my top priority. But if I want to maintain doing that. I can't be texting you back. Exactly. And it's like a mutual level. You're setting the standard for a mutual level of respect. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. And we talked about, like, texting clients and stuff like yeah. that. But there are other boundaries that are equally important to mm-hmm. set in the salon. Yeah. And one of those is something that I'm also guilty of, and that's n- overbooking, overbooking yourself. Yeah. Because you feel guilty because you can't get someone in. Yeah. Like, literally today, I booked an appointment on a Tuesday, and I don't normally work on Tuesdays. Mm -hmm. And especially right now, I feel like this month is not the month to pick up an extra day for me. Yeah, dude. (laughs) Seriously. But I'm just a maniac. Maniac, maniac on the flow. I'm trying to go on a really great vacation next month. I mean, you know. So, So. yeah, you do overbook yourself, and if we're going to be – completely blunt and honest since you want to call me out I'm gonna call you out (laughs) that is you honestly to a degree violating the boundary for your client of like mutual respect and like because if you've got too much going on you're not able to give Mm -hmm. your clients what they have come to expect from you and what you as a person and a professional I know want to give Mm -hmm. you know so I've gotten a lot better about overbooking myself Mm -hmm. But sometimes I just do it. Well, and if, if you're struggling with it, I guess why I said that is that you can just, you know, maybe find some verbiage around that of like, listen, just like I want to give you as much attention and time as I can, I need to do that for my other clients. So unfortunately, I cannot squeeze you in there because that would take away from other people, mm-hmm. you know, and it gives you a little bit of like a leg to stand on if you're feeling like you can't just do it on your own. Mm -hmm. You know, well, and I, too, I feel like I'm at the point where I kind of need an associate Mm -hmm. and all of my problems would be solved if I, if I had one. Yeah. Well, (laughs) we working on that, boo. I know. I know. That girl that came in today was really nice. I liked her. Yeah. She was cute. I liked her a lot. She liked you. Oh, well, that's good. She told me. She said, I like learning from Hunter. He's fun. (laughs) Cute. I love that. Yep. Um, okay, but not overbooking yourself. And then also your cancellation and no-show policies. Mm, I'm yes. real strict on that one. That's a boundary that I do not let pass by. Yeah. yeah. Honestly. Right. There's a couple times, like, you know, my dog died. Mm-hmm. My, mm-hmm. There's instances Obviously where. Obviously life happens. Right. There's life happens instances, but I will 10 times out of 10 charge you for not showing up, especially on a Saturday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, unless you have a death in the family or you're like have I feel like I'm over the COVID, COVID excuse. <laughs> I'm over the COVID excuse. We don't right? get paid for having COVID no more. 
found that out today. So. I just wanted to know if we still got COVID pay because if so, I was tested positive yesterday. <laughs> Do you think I could get away with just submitting my old Everlywell results <laughs> from last year? Just change that one to a two. Oh, my gosh. Weird. I got COVID on the same day as last year. That's odd. <laughs> That's so wild. Oh, actually, I would not want to do that because remember I was sick the week before we were off for a week for Christmas, and I had two weeks off. I remember Ugh, you were stressy. Stressy, stressy and uh, What did you just say? <laughs> stressy McGillicuddy. Who the hell is stressy McGillicuddy? Me, that two weeks. <laughs> oh my god. Anyways, back to our topic at hand. <laughs> um, yeah. So, cancellation policies, no show policies, those are important. And um, if you don't have them, you should get them. And mm-hmm. if you are in charge of being the one to enforce them, do not feel guilty. Um, right. You know, because your clients have been notified. They've been. Well, and that's the thing, too, and we want to have, like, an actual attorney on the Mm -hmm. podcast to kind of talk about those things where you can really enforce those those policies, Mm -hmm. but it is something that if you want to enforce that policy, it has to be... It has to be in place. Readily available. Right. And then exposed to it. Multiple times. Yeah. Multiple times ahead of time. Mm -hmm. Like, you are not going to be charged unless you know you're going to get charged. Yeah. Like well, all of my clients that if they, ca- most of my clients, if they cancel on the day of or whatever, they'll say, I know I'm going to get charged. Mm-hmm. That's fine. Mm-hmm. I just need to, I can't make it. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. And that's fine. Yeah. Um, and then we'll get them rescheduled. But sometimes if you cancel on me enough, I will not book you again. Yeah. It's happened with someone before. Mm-hmm. Remember mm-hmm. that Saturday girl? Yeah. She yes, was sir. big mad too. Oh, you mad. <laughs> Big mad. Crazy girl. Crazy. So, yeah, um, I think that's important for yeah. that. And then I was going to say, also, if you work in a salon where you have front da- desk staff, you know, make sure you have communication with them and, like, mm-hmm. uh, that person, no, they didn't show. Make sure notes are being put in there or, you know, if, if your thing doesn't track it automatically or whatever it may mm-hmm. be to make sure that those – it's not just you saying you're going to enforce them, but th- th- that's actually followed through, like, if you're right. not the one that's physically on the computer doing it. Having a front desk 100% makes setting those boundaries with your guests so much easier, mm-hmm. um, as long as you're just communicating with your front desk. Yeah. And speaking of communicating, let's talk about setting boundaries with your bosses. Because mm. I feel like that's something that... A lot of people can just fall into the habit of saying yes to mm-hmm. everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and communicating with your leaders or your bosses um, can save a lot of tr- trauma in the end. Yeah. Honestly. Conversations save lives. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. So, like, setting boundaries with your... Uh, bosses or your leaders doesn't necessarily have to mean like, no, I'm not ever going to do that. This is this and this and this. Yeah. But it, communicating like where you are. Right. 
in life to your boss so that they know that they're not there, that they may be overloading you right now. Mm -hmm. And it's acceptable for you to say no. Yes. If it's, if you have a heavy workload on. Right. Well, or let's say you're going through something personal with family or, you know, your mom's in the hospital or whatever. It's like, Mm -hmm. if they, if nobody knows that, Mm-hmm. They're going to expect you at your normal peak performance, right? But if you are not mentally, emotionally, physically capable of doing that f- because you've got to be at doctor's appointments or you've got this or this or this or you're just up late, you're tired, you're emotionally exhausted and you're coping with something personal, maybe you need an extra day off work or maybe you need to be off by a certain time. But like you can't just demand that without opening up a little bit and being honest about where you're at and what you can reasonably handle. Right. You know? Yeah. And learning to say when you can't. Mm-hmm. Which is hard. It is. Because it can feel like you're being like. You're letting someone down. Or you're letting somebody down or whatever. But kind of comes back to the whole can't pour from an empty cup thing. Yeah. You know. And if your boss is a good boss, they're going to know that. And it's going to directly, if they care about those things, it's going to improve their business. But a lot of owners don't get that. So if unfortunately. Most not, owners don't get yeah, that. Yeah. If you're not in. The kind of situation where your owner does get that, then you have to be extra vigilant about doing it from the jump. Mm -hmm. Maybe even in the interview process at a new salon. Yeah. And if not, then definitely immediately within. As soon as that conversation comes up, I think those boundaries should be um, established or at least touched Mm -hmm. on. Your boundaries are your goals and what you need from them Mm -hmm. and out of them because – Sometimes what you need out of a boss, they may not be able to give. I was just going to say that actually brings up the opposite of that, of like you're needing something and they have a boundary that you may be crossing, you know, yeah, or something like that. So, yeah, that's a good, good point there. Well, and then I try also, to make them. if someone is enforcing a boundary with you, don't take it personal. It is about them, not you. Right. Because at the end of the day, we're the only ones that we can... Control. Control, and we can take care of. So let's talk about, well, ultimately, let's wrap up the boss thing really quick Mm -hmm. with, honestly, it's not necessarily boundaries you're setting with your boss as long as you're, it's more like being honest with them about where you are. Yeah. And like communicating Mm -hmm. things to them because I feel like if it's a good boss, there's it's not a your boss is not someone that you necessarily have a lot of boundaries that you have to set true well because they're not going to cross them exactly they're not that's not a position in your life that should cross boundaries Mm -hmm. they should have that professional front right locked and solid or maybe they'll teach you how to set boundaries (laughs) yeah for yourself yeah absolutely um but then moving on like uh, what about like your coworkers and things in the salon. Like, what do you mean? Like, don't use my stuff. Don't use my station. (laughs) I mean, that could be a boundary. Yeah. That we're setting, but just working with a lot of different personalities. Yeah. It can be tough. It can obviously can be tough. So how are you setting those boundaries whenever maybe conversations are not that are ha- being had in the room are not for you? Oh, um, I would say take control of yourself and either mention it 
or bring it up or walk out the room. I was going to say <laughs> or walk away. Yes, it is so acceptable to mm. not speak. Yeah, you can just leave the room and not join in. Yeah. You know, I and mean, I think that's like if somebody walks right up to you and just drama dumps on you, don't <laughs> just walk away. Like maybe be like, I got to go rinse my client. <laughs> You're just like, you know what? My client's here. I got to go walk gotta, out the back door. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I got to go by. <laughs> but it's like there are. When you work in a salon that's like a team environment, mm-hmm. not everyone is going to get along 100% of the totally. time or even 50% of the time. Yeah. You're not going to like some people that you work with or mm-hmm. you're not going to agree on with how they yeah. do things or whatever it may be. But uh, the advice that I would have with that is don't let it emotionally affect you. Mm-hmm. Let it be a boundary that you set with yourself so that your emotions are not involved in their decisions. Yeah. Well, that's actually another good thing you're touching on there is setting boundaries with yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, because we didn't really necessarily, we kind of touched on it. You said don't break your own rules. But, like, I'm not ready to talk about it yet, but I set a new boundary with myself recently mm-hmm. about, I don't know, 15 days ago or whatever it was. And um, In general, it's a pretty easy boundary to keep, but there there's moments when it's hard. Uh-huh. It's like, oh, I could just let it go. But it's like, what am I doing? I'm teaching myself that I don't matter to myself because I can't even keep my own boundaries. Right. You know? So if it is something like that at work or a situation where you're stuck in where you can't escape it, just walk away. Yeah. Let it go. Show yourself you, know? you care. And then, and then, like you said, show yourself you care about yourself because of the boundary you set mm-hmm. and make yourself feel better because nobody wants to sit around and listen to stuff that bothers and upsets them, <laughs> you know, like just get on, move, be positive. Well, yeah. Cause it, you're, we are our own worst critics and mm-hmm. like, I will critique myself so strongly and not even think about it. But if I think about like, what it was someone else would were to be saying this to me, what do you mean? Like, some of the things that I say to myself sometimes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, what if someone else said this to me? Mm -hmm. How would that make me feel? Right. And it's like, well, oh, shit. Yeah. You're pretty fucking mean. (laughs) I've heard that. I think I've heard it said, like, what would you do if someone was saying that to your friend? Mm -hmm. And that's what I uh, tell people I care about if they're saying bad things. I'm like, don't talk about my friend like that. You know? I think you said that shit to me the other day. (laughs) Don't talk about my friend like that. <laughs> I think I did, actually. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, yeah, boundaries are so important, especially when we work with the public and we're people that give so much. Mm-hmm. So just making sure that you aren't saying yes to everything. Yeah. You don't have to. <laughs> you don't have to yeah, say Hunter, yes naughty, to naughty. everything. And... um. You know, sometimes it's as easy as turning your phone on Do Not Disturb. Listen, you better learn something from my wise old ass. <laughs> now you know why you can't get a hold of me. No. Yep. No. I mean, no. I had to set a boundary in my personal life this weekend. Mm-hmm. I was in a situation that somebody had made me angry. Yeah. <laughs> and they did you not. You drew that line in the sand. <laughs> 
Well, they didn't want to accept that I asked not to talk about it right now. And I finally had to literally just say, I'm going to walk away because what I have to say right now is not something that I would say if I wasn't as angry as I am. I don't have anything nice to say, so I'm not going to say nothing at all. Yeah. I don't have not one single nice thing to say. I have said that before in a situation. Mm -hmm. I don't have anything to say because it's not nice. (laughs) So I'm not going to talk. Yeah, so I'm going to keep my mouth shut. You're not going to like it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you know. And, and so I am not a strong boy. I am not a fighter. I'm not. <laughs> Hunty, I feel like if you had to get into a fight, you would go like primal. And it would be like, <laughs> Hulk mad. Oh. oh, dang. Okay. Hulk so mad. <laughs> <laughs> boom, boom, boom. <laughs> well, I mean, that's all we have really for today. Yeah. I just feel like it was pretty informative yeah. it wasn't as fun no but speaking we of fun have fun planned for you this yes evening. so in our after pod that we're about to record we are going to ask each other some questions to get to know each other a mm-hmm. little bit better while wearing <laughs> this is gonna be so funny you guys an electrical uh what What's is it called, called? a TENS ENS system. So it's like those electrodes that they put on your muscles at like a trainer or a chiropractor's office, you know, Uh like electrical impulses. So we're going to ask each other (laughs) random questions and get the answers while also simultaneously increasing the intensity. So it probably (laughs) won't start off too nuts, but by the end, this is going to (laughs) be, this is going to be an adventure. I think it's going to be so I think it'll fun. be full-time entertainment, so subscribe to our Patreon. $5 a month. Yep. That's all it takes. Um, and well, you, too, can have full-time entertainment. Full-time. And we, you know, we post there infrequently. Yeah. <laughs> but it's really a way to support us and to uh, get me out of debt from this <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Pay for these microphones. <laughs> Hunter wanted the best microphones. Here we are. No, just kidding. Just kidding. But really, go subscribe to the Patreon. Yeah. If you want to follow us on our social media journeys, my name is at Hair X Hunter on all the things. Our podcast is at Break Room Banter Pod on all the things. I am Erica the Redhead on all the things. And until next time, bye. bye.